Spice Girls, Dark Child, Let's Dance. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the music podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. Track by track forever. And on the turntable this week, Will, we have got Spice Girls with Forever. And it really is a not a trick this week for Halloween week. It's a treat because we're talking about the Spice Girls again on Track by Track. But we're talking about them for the first time as a four-piece Yes, so we talked about Spice World a couple of years ago, which is interesting because we did that as part of Girl Band Month, uh, along with All Saints. Then we did All Saints last week. Uh, and very much like All Saints, yes, this is a four-piece Spice Girls album and the only album released by this lineup of the band. And like All Saints last week, this is the last album the girls released before a considerable hiatus, although I don't think it ended quite as bitterly for... The Spices, as it did for the Saints. I mean, I think for the Spice Girls, really, after this, it almost fizzled out, really, didn't mm. it? I mean, this definitely wasn't as well-received as the first two albums, but also it marked a change of sound. Yeah. And away from the kind of pure pop into something a little bit more R&B pop. If you think about it, there were three years between this and Spice World, so a considerable amount of time as well. The girls had grown up, the fan base had grown up. It was only natural that the sound was going to evolve. Also, Jerry left. Did that affect the sound of the band? I'm, I'm sure it did have an effect on that. Um, but it's an interesting album because Spice and Spice World are just so iconic, aren't they? Two of the biggest albums of the 90s. How could you ever even match those first two albums? Well, I don't know. And so, and so this one is a little bit like, not. I don't, I don't want to say The Forgotten Child, but it's not up there in pop culture history like those two but as we'll come to find out some great stuff on here yes and as ever with spice girls and us lots to talk about lots of memories i always think about spice girls as it gets to more the kind of winter time of year because i always think about them at christmas is that because of a certain christmas advert oh girls back together again for christmas sitting by the fire a nice roast turkey i prefer beef oh no it's got to be goose i want lobster lobster yeah i want to have salmon maybe maybe but also they'd always be in there with a wintry Christmas single and they'd always be around in the charts and the album charts and on the telly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think it's four lovely ladies with a very different sound, uh, but some great songs to talk about today. All that plus further listening coming up later. And you've got your Tuesday track by track. <laughs> and Will, for anyone who doesn't know, maybe this is their first ever episode of track by track. Uh, maybe they joined us for the YouTube episode a few weeks ago and they're just getting to know the pop bands. Who are the Spice Girls? Well, Dan, the Spice Girls are a pop group, girl group, got together in 1994 for the first time with Mel, Scary Spice, Mel, C. Oh, I'm just doing them, am I? 40 Spice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Emma. Baby Spice. Jerry. Not on this album, but Ginger Spice. Uh, and Victoria. Posh Spice. Uh, and uh, in 1996, they first came to the British con conscience with Wannabe, with the girl power movements, which has really never stopped moving since. Mm -mm. Um, and just had this wonderful burst of energy. They were bold. They were full of spunk. Um <laughs> What? I think. I don't where your mind is, Dan. Um, and, you know, some amazing pop songs. This, um, you know, moving into 2000, you know, this uh, is the third album uh, that we're going to talk about today from them, which is Forever. Yes. So we've done Spice World. This is Forever. We haven't done Spice yet, but I'm sure that will come. As anyone who listens to the podcast will know, we're both big Spice Girls fans. So uh, we do enjoy... Well, I would say I enjoy any excuse whatsoever to talk about them. 
You certainly do. So Forever was released on the 1st of November 2000. So we're just uh, a few days off uh, the 20th anniversary, which is the tenuous link, Dan. Yeah, not that tenuous really, is it? No, it's quite a round number, actually. Mm. Uh, And this is their only album without Jerry. Uh, And this was a number of different producers involved in this album and writers as well, as well as the girls getting stuck in as well. So lots to talk about today. So... Should we, we kick off? Let's get stuck in. Side one, track one. It could only be. Hola. So that was Holler. Uh, did they set out their store, Will, for this album? They so did with this track. This is probably one of the most catchiest tracks on the album. Uh, it was such a big moment when they debuted this back back in 2000 because this was the first, re- for a couple of years, the first new music we'd had from them. We'd had Goodbye, which is featured on this album, but it was more of a ballad and it was more of an end of an era sort of song. This was something fresh. I really loved it when it came out, actually. Yeah. And as you said, Goodbye is on this album, but two years between that and Holler, uh, it was the longest period of time without any new Spice Girls music. Um, but even despite the change in sound, as a big Spice Girls fan at the time, I loved this song instantly because it does still have the elements of the girls, despite the fact that they're working with new writers and producers. Shall I talk about the writers and producers? Oh, please do, Dan. So... As well as the four Spice Girls as co-writers, you have Rodney Jerkins, a.k.a. Dark Child, LaShawn Daniels, and Fred Jerkins III. Uh, and together, they are the dream team who have written things like Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Oh, brilliant. It's Not Right, It's Okay by Whitney Houston. Brilliant. Uh, you Rock My World by Michael Jackson. I really like that track. I love yeah. that song. And it's, uh, without a doubt, it's th- that sound that obviously the Spice Girls wanted, and they have brought it to the Spice Girls as well, haven't they? But it's the Spice Girls and that sound coming together. It never feels like they've taken over. The Spice Girls still have... I mean, the voices are so distinctive, aren't they? Yeah. So, and I think I love that because you can always hear them in in these songs, even though it's got this really lovely R&B pop polish hmm. on the top of it. And I remember when this came out, I remember... How old would I have been now? About... I was in year about 14 and I remember being very excited about it and then being out and about playing with mates on the play park and all that kind of thing. Uh, We were, you know, the rebels, uh, you know, doing death ride on the swings or whatever it was called. Uh, And I remember my friends who didn't necessarily like the Spice Girls before actually saying that they liked this new sound. And I bet you were proud as a peacock. Yes. Cock of the walk. And the video as well. Do you remember the video? Yeah, it was like a a kind of pyramid structure. And they were all dancing around and all done with like, obviously like green screen technology. Uh, but it was a very different sort of video for them. More, looks more Americanized, more filmic. Yeah. Less kind of quirky and fun like a lot of their videos before. Certainly less sort of titting around than you've seen <laughs> in Spice Girls videos before. Much more polished and professional. Maybe that's because they didn't have Jerry there. Maybe she was the tit. Maybe... Maybe it's just because third album in, they just wanted a more mature sound uh, and more credibility in the music world as well as in the pop world. Definitely. Uh, this it was a number one single. Yeah. Well done, girls. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for the and music. thank you. And it was a double A side, of course. We'll talk about the other track in due course. Uh, the interesting thing for me with this song is that during the Return of the Spice World tour in 2007, this was performed just by the four girls uh, minus Jerry. But of course, when they got back together last year for the, re- for the Spice World 2019 tour, there was only four with Jerry and she actually performed it live for the first time. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I wonder what that must have felt like for Jerry. Fair play to her for getting stuck in. Yeah, and they all had their sort of leather on. It had a bit of a, a different look for this part of the performance. Uh, as you know, as a huge fan, as a Jerry fan, um, I, it was a really nice moment to see Jerry performing this song. 
this was quite a mature topic featured in this song, isn't it? Because it's quite sexual. Yes. Again, I guess it was only natural that the girls were, were growing up. They didn't want to, uh, you know, be singing about... Well, actually, just I'm going to stop myself there because in a way they were always singing about that, weren't they? With Two Become One and If You Want to Be My Lover. So... Um, yeah, but it was always really fun and like, girl power sort of thing, wasn't it? This is a lot more... There's no two ways about it. Mm. Want to make you holler, give you rules to follow. So, track number two, Tell Me Why. Tell me why, oh, why did we end up this way? We tried, we tried, oh, 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 did you feel you couldn't stay? Could I stay together, but you wanted it this way? You never thought that I would find out all of the things you said about us. You know what, Dan? Mm? That's one of my favourite tracks on the album. Is it really? Yeah. Why that, are you so surprised? Because I think, actually, for me, I really like this, and I think it's a great indication of the direction of the album, and it's interesting that it's not uh, a single, but for me, I've got other favourites, other favourite album tracks later on. It's just, I love the beat to it. I like the tinkling, whatever that is, in the background. And again, it's just, it's different to Holler, but it just reinforces this kind of pop R&B sound that they're going for with this album rather than a kind of saccharine sweet pop sound and I think the girls really rise to the occasion as well yeah definitely um it's yeah it's got it's still got a lot of attitude to the song it's a great sound uh it's will come as absolutely no surprise it's the same songwriting team as Holler except interestingly Melanie C didn't co-write this one um but if you think about it at this time she had just the year before released Northern Star and then earlier in 2000, she had the huge hits and it'd be the same again and I Turn to You. So it only seems natural that she couldn't have made all of the uh, writing. She's a busy uh, lady. Busy lady. And what I find really baffling when looking back at this time for the Spice Girls, only a few weeks before this, Mel B released her debut solo album. Uh, as it, Only a few weeks after this, Mel C released the fifth single from Northern Star um, and then only a couple of months after that, Emma Bunton released her first solo album. So they must have been so, so, so busy as solo artists and with the Spice Girls. And I think that's part of the reason why, because this was slated to be the second single and there were remixes done and it was sent to radio. It was never released. And I just think it's because they were all just so busy and and that, their hearts probably weren't in the Spice Girls anymore. They must have been absolutely shagged. Yes. And w- literally, because there were probably some pregnancies around as well, into the, just thrown into the mix. Well, yeah, Victoria Beckham was pregnant for years, wasn't she, really? Well, they're all grown up now. That's, that makes you feel old, isn't it? When you see the Beckham children and realise you were an adult before they were even conceived. Yeah, and he's getting engaged. He's, no, he's, he is engaged, so he's getting married, isn't he? Brooklyn, yes. Brooklyn Beckham. Also, sorry, it would be remiss of me not to mention that this had an additional songwriter in Mishk Butler, who also worked with MJ and Britney and J-Lo, a dot, dot, dot. Part of the Dark Child family. Yes, I think so, yeah. It came and went. Oh. Uh, but no, it's a great sound, and it's just very enchanting, I think is a good way to, I would describe it. It just really hooks you in. Yeah, definitely. And of course, got to point out that, unlike the other Spice Girls albums, um, track two, not single two. No, because single two is in fact, no, it's not even that because track three is the A side, the other A side of the first single. Unless you count Goodbye, which I don't think we should even get into not, this now. It was so long ago yeah. since, the, uh, since Goodbye is a single. But let's move on to track three now. So this is uh, the other side of the double A side with Holler. Let love lead the way. Let Love Lead the Way there. That is a quintessential Spice Girls ballad. 
It re- and I mean that as a compliment. And that's coming from someone that doesn't traditionally... Traditionally? Like ballads. Yeah, I completely agree. But And I think as well, it didn't... This one didn't have the instant effect that... Yeah, those previous run of uh, Christmas number one. This, I'm not saying this was Christmas number one, but Two Become One, Too Much and Goodbye, all huge Spice Girls ballads. And I think this one wasn't instantly uh, heralded in the same regard, but I think it actually over time has become uh, as important to the fans. And seeing it, actually seeing it perform live during Spice World 2019 seemed to be a really big moment. And just then we were singing it and I kind of snapped my fingers at you to kind of hand me a hairbrush or something so I could use it as a microphone. And honestly, I couldn't believe what you put in my hand. Absolutely disgusting. I mean, it wasn't a p- but it wasn't far off. Uh, just a cucumber. I don't know what you do with yours. Could have wiped it off. <laughs> so as we know, this double A side single got to number one uh, in the charts and this was released internationally as a double A side single as well. And I like the juxtaposition of holler versus this it feels like you get both sides of the spice girls uh yeah. in one to become one. Oh, lovely, lovely lovely reference and i also loved the video for this one as well do you remember this oh i can't remember it it's very based heavily on the four elements with each of the girls representing uh one and it looked very big budget as well there were lots there's lots of like wind machines and uh flames and all sorts of things like that it's a really beautiful video to accompany a beautiful ballad uh, this actually, well, this might come as no surprise. This is one of my drunk, like if we have friends around and have lots of drink and then they all go and I'm clearing up. I have quite often put this song on. And quietly like, weep. A little weep. Into the sink. Yeah. Now this, unlike Hollow, this is the album version of the track. So it's a little bit longer and it includes an extra chorus that you don't get on the single where Mel B has a time to shine on the sort of ad-libs and vocal acrobats. But before Mel C does her bit as well, which you do get on the single. But I love... Uh, I love those bits of the song. What was really, really, really annoying at the Spice World 2019 uh, gig, and I'm going to sound like that annoying person who whinges about gigs like he did before about Hot Chip, was there was this very loud, very eccentric, very, very drunk person next to me who was trying to... Is, he, is this a dig at me? No, no, we weren't together for this one, if you remember. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I naturally assume there's an insult coming. Um, who was singing the Mel C bits, and just actually really ruining because I was really looking forward to this moment of the show. And uh, it was just so annoying. So annoying. More butchery going on than the meat counter at Sainsbury's. Mm, and more mints as well, actually, from him. But uh, let's, let's end it on, uh, on a high. It's a beautiful song. Uh, it's the same writing team as Holler. But additionally on this one, you've got Harvey Mason Jr. And he has produced music for films like Dreamgirls and Pitch Perfect. And I think he just bring that a uh, bit of theatre to this song if that's even a word big word mm. track number four now and this title's familiar mm. uh, right back at you So right back at you there. And there's a lot of attitude to that one, isn't there? I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's uh, similarly to Tell Me Why. It's just, it encapsulates the sound, uh, this modern, more uh, R&B tinged pop sound, but different writing team on this one. Yes. Who is it? So this is uh, the four girls with Elliot Kennedy, who helped co-write uh, Say You'll Be There and Step To Me. Still not on streaming services, really annoyingly. Um, and also Tim Lever, or I think it's Tim Lever actually, uh, formerly of Dead or Alive. And this was written in the writing sessions before they were working with Rodney Jerkins and co. Uh, and originally had a much poppier sound. And also one of the producers is Uncle Freddy. Ah, You had an Uncle Freddy, didn't you? Did a real shine to you. Took a real shine to you. <laughs> but you've not seen him for a long time. A no. long, long time. No, he uh, visitors aren't allowed actually where he is. This Uncle Freddy though is Fred Jerkins the third. So it's the team from Holler and Co who produced this one, uh, or reproduced it maybe uh, to fit in with the sound of the album. Now, have you heard the poppy version, Will? 
I have, and I was going to mention this actually because it's not official, is it? But it is out there if you want to go and have have a listen. I really like the poppy version. I probably prefer the poppy, 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 <laughs> ploppy version. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I really like the poppy version, and apparently there are lots of unreleased tracks as well from this time. And you know, hopefully at some point in time we do get to hear what should have been or what was going to be the bulk of the third album. But yeah, we, we, we couldn't possibly play it on the podcast, sadly, because it's not out there officially yet. But we do recommend traipsing through YouTube because you can quite easily find it. Also, that version was played during the Christmas in Spice World tour, which I think was in 1999. Uh, but I love some of the sounds in there. There's some great, obviously, we don't, we're not musical, we're not musicians or experts, but there's some lovely clicking and bopping and banging and whopping in there. A bit like, have you watched that hotel documentary yet? The Shankly? No, not yet. Oh, you've got to watch it, Dan. Is there lots of that in there? It's just a ridiculous hotel in Liverpool. A party hotel. It's on, oh. on iPlayer, but I think you'd enjoy it. Well, currently... Lots of, lots of characters. At the time of recording, probably not that much going on there, actually. It's actually gone into um, administration. <laughs> anyway, uh, track number five now. And Dan, this is what... You said uh, when you were in the chip shop one night after a very drunken evening in the pub and you ended up on the floor and you grabbed the boy from the chip shop by the arm and you said, get down with me. And you'll find out just in time. So that was Get Down With Me. And well, I have to say, there was a time when I didn't listen to Forever very much. Uh, and I actually forgot about this song. And so on recently getting ready for this episode, I found I really actually enjoy this song. Oh my God, me too. It, what is it you like about it? I wonder if it's the same as me. Uh, it's the piano. It's the strings. It's the 80s uh, sounds uh, to it. The, and the beat, it really makes you bounce. It's really, I think... I think one of the reasons I love it so much now is this sound is very much now, isn't it? Yeah, it keeps coming back around. You could stick this on the radio now and just play it and people would be like, oh my God, what's this track? And then you'd say, oh my God, it's the Spice Girls. And they'd say, oh my God, are you shitting me? <laughs> and then you would say, no, no. Oh my God, no. I would have loved actually this song to have been part of the Spice World 2019 set list because I think it has. It would have been a real treat for the diehard fans but it is such an uplifting, funky number. Great piano in there. I think it's very, it's it's the team, uh, same team as behind Tell Me Why, uh, with the addition of Robert Smith, not from The Cure, uh, but Robert Smith who's written for J-Lo and K-Ro, amongst many others. Um, and I just think it's got that funky, like Michael Jackson, You Rock My World kind of thing, but maybe a bit even more disco to it. I think it would have been great live last year. It's also got the uh, trademark dark child vocoded male vocal in the background kind of chiming in from time to time as well yeah um so interestingly another one that wasn't written with mel c uh and i do i really do find it strange that there is a spice girls album with tracks without mel c on there because um she's a fantastic songwriter and of course the previous two albums were all written by all five girls but it doesn't take away from the song it's still a great song Mm, great one brilliant one Oh, right, next one then. Ooh, a lot to live up to. Yes, it's track number six, Wasting My Time. For a moment during that track, I had to remind myself we were listening to the Spice Girls, despite everything I've said earlier about their voices being really distinctive. (laughs) But just because this is so polished, this is so almost Americanized pop music, that it could be something that the likes of Destiny's Child or En Vogue or any of the the other really big kind of pop R&B acts of the time were, were doing. 
Yeah. And that's a good, I'm, that's a huge compliment, actually. It, yeah, it's definitely a huge compliment. And I would definitely agree with you. And I think what I said about um, forgetting Get Down With Me, this one, even more so, I think I forgot that this one existed. Um, and in listening to the album, I think for me, it kind of, even though it's a great polished piece of pop R&B, it gets a little bit lost but I think it's because it's the least, it potentially is the least Spice Girls sounding song on here, I think. Um, even though I've got to say Victoria delivers a great vocal on this one. Uh, <laughs> Pardon? Particularly on the middle eight. I think she sounds fantastic. Also, um, this one, this is the one track on here that Victoria didn't have a hand in co-writing. Do you think Victoria got more of a chance to shine because Jerry wasn't around? Well, probably, yeah. Because there's only four of them. They all kind of, they were more, they stepped forward more. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, yeah, I think it's pretty quite I mean, we love Jerry. Happened. We love Jerry, don't we? But she was a very dominant factor in the group. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And actually, Will, can you imagine, obviously we've heard Jerry singing three of these songs on, on the Spice World 2019 tour, but can you imagine Jerry Halliwell being part of this song or, or Get Down With Me or anything like that? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I wonder if somewhere in an archive, we always say this, don't we? Whether there is Jerry's vocals on some of these tracks as like studio versions for whatever means and whatever ends. Who knows? Hopefully one day we'll find out. Maybe. So track number seven next. Oh, Weekend Love. Dan, a question for you. Go on. Have you had any memorable weekend love? Actually, probably yes. So when I think I was in year nine or year 10, we went on a family holiday to uh, Andorra for, on a skiing holiday. And we went over the new year, actually. So, uh, that's the uh, boxing day when split, set split up because I remember being quite heartbroken. But I did meet uh, a local girl... <laughs> And she didn't speak a word of English, and I didn't speak a word of, um, I think, French they speak there. So you used a common language. And so we, we just, uh, somehow, we just connected, and we did have a very uh, lovely snog before I departed back to England. Oh, what a sexy story. Uh, also, we kept in touch. On, I had a Nokia, like, 3310, and she had whatever she had. Um, and then I, I broke my phone, and obviously in those days, you didn't have iCloud or anything like that, so I lost her number. So she could have been the one. She could have been my wife. If you're listening, what's the name? Oh, God, I can't remember. Agnetha. <laughs> Do let us know uh, if you're out there at Track by Track UK. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lovely, lovely moment. You might have fathered a child. No, no, no. It was literally just a snog. Yeah. And how, you, you, how old were you? Uh, well, uh, 14. Oh, rampant. Oh, actually, was that the same year this came out? Oh, how lovely. <laughs> um, I like this song. It's uh, not what it doesn't go the way you think it goes because it starts off very slow. And then one of the bits I love in this song is the bit you hate. Oh, well, I'd never say hate around a Spice Girls album or a song. But yeah, the rap in this and that leads straight into a bit of a key change moment is by far not my favorite part of this song or album. I was going to call out the key change, actually, because it's nice to hear a key change in a Spice Girls song. But I really, I really enjoy the rap. Oh, well, I guess as someone who doesn't particularly love ballads, I guess that kind of makes sense of being a favourite bit. I quite like the, uh, the first two thirds, let's say, of the song, the ballad as, as a whole. It's kind of got a nice uh, R&B. How many times have we said R&B on this episode? Uh, a lot. Too many. Too many. Uh, R&B pop sound to it. Uh, and this is the same writing team as Holler. So it's the four girls plus Rodney, LaShawn and Fred. So next one, 
And this is a song based on the classic sitcom starring Judy Dench and Jeffrey Palmer. Oh, I loved it. As time goes by. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply. So it's not as time goes by, it's just time goes by. And I have to say, Mel C's vocals, phenomenal in yeah. that track. The ad-libs in particular uh, are stunning on this one. And it is a very stunning song, isn't it? It's, it's the most sort of stripped back ballad, I think, that they potentially that they have ever done. Um, and I remember at the time when this album was released, this was a real favourite of mine. And I have to say, I'm not a big ballad fan, but I don't know what it is about Spice Girls ballads that make me think a little bit differently. Mm. And maybe it's the girls, it's the voices. Yeah. It's how strong the vocals are, particularly Mel C. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Mel C is most probably the, the, the strongest singer of the four, would you say? Certainly the biggest range and the best yeah. of the kind of ad-libs and stuff Very like that. Very powerful, yeah. But I think on this one, Emma, Emma does a great job on this one uh mel b's kind of more low raspy notes were really stunning in this as well uh and, and victoria's also there and victoria's singing as well <laughs> um i love this one and interestingly again because mel c is as you said one of the highlights of this song she this is another one that she didn't co-write track number nine now uh let's lighten the mood i think we need to if you want to have some fun was if you want to have some fun that i think is well i'm sure is the single that got away from this album absolutely and fun fact you can sing say you'll be there over the top of that song and it fits it i can't i I never knew that before how long have you known that did you just i just did it i just started it yeah it's my musical mind it works it really does work it Um, just works and this was one, there's a few promotional uh, singles from the album that were sent to radio. And this actually had a music video made for it. But the music video was just a, sort of a compilation of Spice Girls hits. Um, and I've seen read on uh, fan groups and that, that it was, people remember seeing it played on European TV. I've never seen it before until we were getting ready for this uh, episode. Did you YouTube it? Is I, it on YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. So do check it out. Not on the Spice Girls official channel, uh, but an official video nonetheless but what a fun and funky song it was fun and funky uh and this is a different writing team on this one as well so this is the spice girls the four lovely ladies with jimmy jam and terry lewis and together they have written a whole host of hits for some icons including quite a mixed bag as well janet jackson the human league george michael and mariah carey that's a really mixed bag, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, also, Jimmy Jams. Is that? Did you call your pajamas Jim Jams when you were younger? Still do, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to put my Jim Jams on and your little uh, wee willy winky hat. Uh, and I have carry a candle round in a holder. Oh yes. I was, about, I was just about to start talking about Christmas stockings then, but I thought save it for December. Save it for December. All oh, loads of that's to come up in December. We're nearly there. This song, though, will. This is another one actually that I think really would have been great on last year's tour because it would have been a great surprise to the fans they did some fantastic album tracks do it 
and something kind of funny. Um, but this, I think, would have been just a really uplifting disco number. And again, they do We Are Family live. They do not on every single tour. We don't need a cover, girls. We need uh, some of your fantastic album songs. Yeah, and I have to say, when they did something kind of f- funny uh, and do it, everyone went mental. It was yeah. amazing. I think it's because on the last tour, they didn't do any album tracks or very, very few, like the big ones, like The Ladies of Vamp. Uh, and people want to hear them. <laughs> I remember when we did our tweet along with Melanie C for Spice World, and I was doing it from Track by Track's Twitter on that day, and I wrote about them, and I wrote the ladies are tramp, and the... <laughs> oh, the hoo-ha, the Spice honestly. Girls man- lovely Spice Girls manager messaged me to say, vamp, not tramp. Uh, and she was, she was laughing. It was all good fun. Let's hope so, because uh, we would like to work with them again in the future. So on to the penultimate track now, and this is Oxygen. So that was Oxygen. Dan, what a great time to talk about fantastic artwork on the album. Oh, I've actually really, although I don't normally look forward to the moment because it normally means potentially the weaker song, I've really been looking forward to hearing you talk about this album artwork. So we have got four lovely ladies, the Spice Girls, uh, and they are, it's a white background, uh, black forever font with Spice Girls which is a kind of softer Spice Girls logo. Not, it's not right. Because they're, they're back, they use the old logo again now. Yeah. So it should be, I mean, this is obviously their mature growth of it. Um, so you've got that. And then you've got the four ladies. Ah, oh, they're best friends. Look at them all holding hands. It's, it's a gorgeous image of them all holding hands and being together, but it is just nowhere near as iconic as those first two album covers. Also, I have to call out Mel C's hair. She's got a very, like a rough shag on the top there. Blonde hair, which is very different for her. Uh, yeah. They all look absolutely lovely. Black dresses uh, and um, very accessorised, all holding each other's hands. Um, are they trying too hard to show how good friends they are? No, I, I genuinely think, and obviously I've got a real soft spot for the Spice Girls, and they are... they. As cheesy as it sounds, like if I think back to my childhood and I think about, you know, Christmas and stuff like that, Spice Girls play a big part in that. So they, you know, I think of them very fondly. And I do like to think that they are... And Uncle are, Freddy. And uh, not forgetting, I do like to think that they are still very close and do still have that strong bond. Even thinking about how during lockdown, the, hot, the five of them messed up at Jerry's house and went out for a walk together. Uh, and apparently they didn't talk business they just caught up and they weren't papped it wasn't in the press apart from them kind of talking about it didn't make a big deal of it and i think that's really sweet um so i like to think that i'm sure they've had the ups and downs i'm sure they've had times where they didn't talk to each other but that's natural with friends and it's natural well i was gonna say with colleagues but this was more than colleagues wasn't it can you imagine working that intensely with someone and this you and i this is bad enough doing three episodes in a day well this is colleagues yeah very much so very professional what are, you, what are you holding your phone there for, Dan? It looks like you've got... Oh, I'm looking at the picture of the Spice Girls. Oh, sorry. I'm I really just you... kind of staring into it and just taking myself back. And there I... was a page seven fella on there or something. <laughs> <laughs> and after talking about Sam Fox last week, I've got a lovely uh, screensaver. Ah, oh, bulging package. Um, anyway, Dan, what do you think of... The... I'm not a f- huge fan of this song, but what do you think? Now, this is probably my least favourite Spice Girls uh, certainly track on an album of all time I I just it's very it's a very atmospheric stripped ballad and for me their ballads work best when I guess it's less about the it just I think maybe it feels like their personalities are removed from this song Uh, and I don't like that it feels a bit bland 
I'm maybe beating around the bush here. Will, yeah, come think, on, just say it. I think it might be, yeah. But do you know what's really interesting, actually? I really remember a, a fan, uh, a friend, sorry, at school who was a big, big, big fan of the Spice Girls. This was her favourite song on the album. Really? Yeah, and she was a huge, huge Spice Girls fan. But for me, it's just not, it's not the one. Uh, it's the same writing team as well as If You Want to Have Some Fun, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, and I did prefer it when they were giving us a bit of a banger, a bit of a dance track. So let's move on to the last track on the album proper. And this is uh, was a single two years before the album came out. Goodbye. I don't want to cry. Goodbye there. Dan, oh. are you okay? No, not really. No, you're not okay. No. It's okay not to be okay. Thank you. I needed that. Oh. Just... But it's a very emotional song, and it means, obviously, uh, it's about Jerry leaving the group. Yeah, although she did allude to the fact, once she was asked about it, and she said they'd already started to work on it when she was with them, so... Uh... It became about Jerry leaving. It became leaving. about that. And it is just... Oh, it's, it's just a classic Spice Girl song, a classic pop song of the 90s of course their third christmas number one in a row uh and it's which was a feat only matched by the beatles yeah which shows you their their worth um and i I do genuinely i love this song it's so emotional i do genuinely get goosebumps talking about it because oh you know you say that so often it's lost all meaning oh how dare you um it's lovely and actually seeing it again seeing it live this year and with jerry singing it uh last year sorry uh, I think it's a, a big moment for a lot of fans, actually, in the audience. And as the last track on this album, which would be their last uh, new song, such as it was for some time, it's probably a fitting end, actually. Yeah, it really is. I think I, I'm really glad, even though there was two years between this and um, this and Forever, I'm glad they had this on as the last song because I think Oxygen, you know, potentially could have petered out. Yeah. Uh, and I think this just reminds you of who they are and what they did. And, you know, and closes a great collection as well. Uh, so, yes, this was Christmas number one in 1998. And who was behind this song, Dan? The fantastic Bifco, who, of course, wrote many hits with Spice Girls, uh, still writes with Mel C on her incredible new album, uh, and also writing with Kylie on her new album as well. Why don't you just blame it on, on me? me. Again, wait, did he do that one? Yeah, did he do that one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that song. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, I prefer Who I Am, which he did write. This song for me, though, I will, has, um, it's because it was released at Christmas time and it was Christmas one, it does feel like a very Christmassy song. Is it the same for you? Yeah, even though it's not really. No, it's all. not. But the, also the gorgeous video where they're all in their big coats and hats. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Dunning. Beautiful. Um, so that's the end of the Spice Girls Forever album. Will, how did it do? So Forever, it got to number two in the UK album chart. And I have to say, it was quite average to not so averagely reviewed. Uh, which is a shame, really, because I think on reappraisal today, there's a lot we've enjoyed, a lot in it. Yeah. I read an article recently, I think it was on The Guardian, about things that were reviewed years ago that either have become favourites when they were badly reviewed or they've become uh, shit when they were favourably <laughs> reviewed. And this wasn't included in it, but I do actually think that it's aged quite well. Yeah, and I think there's a couple of tracks on there in particular that I'm enjoying all over again now because they, the sound and the style has almost come full circle. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was number two and I think Westlife... The little shits beat them to number one. Uh, so that's why we're never going to do an album of theirs on track by track. <laughs> also because we don't like the music. No, not for us. And Although we don't flying by that wing. anyone through that. Also, Dan, just to confirm, Blame It On Me, fantastic song by Mel C. 
wasn't Biffco, it was Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted? Yeah. Oh. That's what the producers were called. Oh, right. Of bogus journey or adventure fame. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. What's wrong? I'm not okay. Is that a hug? No, no. Not allowed. Just, oh, just because it's me? Not allowed. <laughs> because it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, actually, for being honest. So that's the end of the album proper. But Dan, we've got some further listening. What are we doing about further listening this week? Well, are we going to bother? Of course. I mean, we don't need to because the album itself was great enough. But we are going to talk about some of the uh, B-sides and remixes from this time. Because, as we've said, we've done Spice World, we've done this. And next year is the 25th anniversary of the debut album. So I think it would be rude not to do Spice next year. It'd be bonkers, wouldn't it? And I can't believe we've left it that long, actually. But anyway, <laughs> coming up on Track by Track. So I'm going to go first. Okay, you've made that decision. Uh, and I've got a remix of, I think we referenced it earlier. I've got a remix of Tell Me Why to share. And this is the Thunderpuss, not the first time we've talked about Thunderpuss remix. <laughs> frenetic wasn't it i don't know why dan when that song started playing you took your shirt off and then passed something under my nose well just checking you was okay checking you was awake <laughs> smelling salts yes. uh so thunderpuss i think we last talked about them when they on the madonna episode yes. with jody harsh hi jody hi jode uh when we were talking about britney this is a very much high energy clubby remix of this track yeah and I, it's great as well i really really enjoyed that i this um as I said before, t- tell me why it was released to radio stations uh, and planned to be a, a proper single with a few remixes, uh, which didn't come to be. And it's a shame because it's a great song, but actually this remix gives it a new edge. It's, it's a really good remix. Uh, and you can put your shirt back on now, by the way. Well, it's off now. Once it's off, it stays off. That's my motto. Dan, what have you gone for? So I have potentially been a bit cheeky, Will, but go with me on this one. So... From Goodbye, there were uh, a few B-sides from this one. Some live songs, which were great. But there was also a cover of the classic. Oh, no. It's too early. It's well, not I too just early. Where you're going. It's I know not too you're... early. <laughs> Christmas wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> it would be remiss of me not to play this well. So, here we go. So, Dan, I have to confess, after my protestations, I really enjoyed that and I felt very festive. Well, I mean, it's, it's the end of October, it's November next week, it's November in a few days. We can start to get ourselves in the mood, I think. And especially this year, I think we need Christmas, because it's going to be a different Christmas. We need Christmas joy and Christmas songs more than ever. Christmas spirits. Yes. And we certainly will be getting into the Christmas spirit on Track by Track. Yes. This holiday season. Lots of Christmas spirits. Oh, yes. Then we'll probably do a bottle Baileys per episode, won't we? Oh, oh, we should get some Baileys in for recording the Christmas episodes this year. That would be And champagne. And champagne. And eggnog. And eggnog. And a little mini Christmas buffet. Oh. Kerry Katona's prom ring. You see what this song has done to us? Yeah. We prematurely thrust forward. With a well, what do you think to this version of the song? I really enjoy it. I just love the. Also, it's just Mel and Emma, isn't it? It is, yeah, because the other two were very heavily pregnant at this point. They just completed the Spice World tour, um, which of course Jerry left midway through. Um, and yeah, so it's just it's just Emma and uh, Mel C. 
but no, great fun. I love the classic, but this is a very faithful modern update. Uh, and you you hear this version a lot at Christmas everywhere. Yeah, and I think it's a shame. There's no obviously there's uh, no music video for it because it wasn't a single proper. I think actually if it was a single proper, it would have still done very well, if not even better. Mm. But it's um, I, lo- I love how they changed the lyrics as well. To I think it's last year world tour aeroplanes and babies. And also Tesco has provided me with the world's smallest turkey. Yeah, which in uh, a few years later they'd go on to uh, do the Tesco Christmas advert. We're out of time. Oh, I really enjoyed our, only our second ever Spice Girls episode, but I thoroughly enjoyed going through forever. And, and I think I speak for us both when I say, kind of forgot how good an album this was. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely be, a couple of songs in particular will be lingering with me a little longer than just this recording today. But what do you think of Forever by Spice Girls? Have we done it justice? Do you still enjoy it? Uh, And what are your Spice Girls memories? Do let us know at Track by Track UK. And if you enjoyed today's episode, do please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, Dan, there's no music, new music drop uh, this week. What's coming up on on Saturday instead? So this Saturday, we have got Track by Track's Trick or Treat, which is where we've asked our listeners and followers to suggest some Halloween songs to us, some classics and some uh, maybe unheard gems. So we're going to play some of those and we're going to decide ourselves if they're a trick or a treat. And Dan, we've got some work to do because it's a ridiculously long list at the moment. We need to get it down to 10 tracks. Yeah, we do. So um, if yours isn't played, we do apologise. Perhaps we'll share an extended playlist uh, with you on across our socials. What a great idea. Hmm. Just came up with that there and then. That's how I roll. That's how I work. And you've said it now, so it will have to be true. Mm. Dan, uh, who's coming up on the next Track by Track popper next Tuesday? Next Tuesday, we are talking about arguably, one, well, not even arguably, actually, definitely one of the most iconic pop groups of all time and celebrating 40 years of their penultimate album. This is going to be a big one, so I hope you join us next Tuesday for more Track by Track. Until then, I've been Uncle Freddy. And I've been Jimmy Jam. Goodbye. Goodbye. LaShawn Daniels and Fred West. Like an alcoholic housewife. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you are an alcoholic housewife, we'd love to hear from you at Track by Track UK. practice same sex listeners it's been a paid promotion from the national health service a dog show. <laughs>